for listening to Most Certainly True, a podcast of Grace Lutheran Church in downtown Milwaukee. It has been said that history is really His story, the story of God showing His grace and mercy to the people He has created. That grace and mercy is on clear display in the Gospels as we see our Jesus living and dying for the sins of the world. But His story continues. The story of the early Christian church is his story as well. We are glad that you have chosen to read that story with us, as together we read chapter by chapter through the book of Acts. We'll review the stories of God's grace and mercy on his infant church and celebrate that same grace and mercy that we know and experience today. We are glad to have you studying and growing with us. Here's the next episode of our podcast and the discussion of the next chapter of the book of Acts. Hey podcast listeners, we're glad to have you back. So glad that you're tuning in for another episode of Most Certainly True podcast. Pastor Hockman here with Pastor Hebner. How are hey, you today? I'm very fine, Pastor Hockman. Great to see you, and it's always fun to record another podcast. For sure. This will be great. The fact that there are people listening to us means we've successfully <laughs> that's, teased That's a this, shock in itself, this episode. right? <laughs> um, in the 23 chapter, we said you got to come back for 24, and um, if you're listening to this, then that means that we were right. And yeah. that, that you agreed with us and you came back. Instead so. of somebody uh, randomly just tuning in the episode. I wonder what's going four. on in Acts chapter 24. I mean, the, yeah. if that's you, <laughs> we're glad that you're here. You've it, got we are, yeah. 23 chapters to catch up on yeah. if, if you so choose. That's the thing about the internet is you get to just do what you want. Right? You can kind of randomly There's do that. no rules. <laughs> well, this is one of those two where it wouldn't be too hard, but that would be fun if you're diving in now. You know, or if you've been along, it's just a review because the story is just rather rapid. It just moves right along. I mean, this picks up or it's just five days after the previous chapter and the Apostle Paul is in hot water, you know. And yep. We should get to that in in a second. Yeah, so. yeah. I want to know how your summer is going. It's fast. Here we're getting right. I think that's the answer that a lot of people give. Yeah, that. Well, I, thanks for asking. I, you know, I've had it's people are very kind, and it is that you know how's summer been going? And that's my usual stand. I don't want to be trite, but it's usually about this time when I say, "Boy, I'm waiting for June to start," you know, and it's already <laughs> middle of August, you know. So it just it happens that way. I think in our role as pastors, yeah. you know, you just are excited about what's going on in ministry and what we're doing week by week, and. I have another hat in serving our church body, so there's travels that I'm involved in. You always in have the beginning that spe- of June specific start to the summer with assignments and the yeah. district conventions or something like that. Yeah, so that's so, always pretty predictable. Your May and June <laughs> into June are, are yeah. pretty similar. I get right? to the middle of June and all of a sudden it's middle of June and I haven't had a chance to really catch my breath. But it's been good. We were able to accomplish a couple of home fix up, you know projects and make things look a little nicer and mostly with some painting that I can't fix much, but I can do that part. And so that was, that goes pretty fast. And then there's, there's some family events you want to take care of. And Anne's uncle had been called to glory some many months ago and it's COVID time, his family who's been scattered 
to the East Coast and South were able to be together in the state of Wisconsin. And so it was nice to gather with those folks and r- rarely see them. And, and um, suddenly it's, you know, I don't know, where does July go, right? It just, it's fast. And usually at the end of the month, each year we try to get together with our own family, our kids and grandkids, and that's always a delight. And, and then you have a pause because you remember, even though we see them fairly regularly, how how the the grandkids grow. You know, it's just always <laughs> fun to see. They're just all their experiences and see the world through their eyes. So it's interesting. And followed on the heels of that, we always do not only Bible study days, but then my wife's family gathers. Her parents observed a couple days ago their 66th wedding anniversary. That's awesome. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. I know your grandparents, too, had reached quite a number of years before Grandpa Harvey was called Someone home, right? Someone just asked me that, and I don't know the answer to that. I think How many they years were, married? Are I, they over 70? I think they were over 70. Yeah. I will have to That's a lot of... Get, get that exact answer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Those are, and now, you know, here we are ready for our continue on podcast. And there's a lot of things I, happening this summer that our podcasters, especially if they're connected more to Grace Church as podcast listeners, will be hearing about as we plan for, um, for in, intensifying the big three things that we want to do together as fellow believers and at this corner of Broadway and Juno to honor our God and continually. Uh, strive to do our best in the Sunday morning gathered experience in all facets of it and also to grow as a congregation together in the Word of God as we plan out how we can get more people personally and in groups together to think about the promises of God's love and how we can care for one another with a small group uh, process unfolding soon, uh, more so than we've done in the past. And with all the efforts that you're spearheading with outreach, with a big block party coming up and other highlights of we want to be known in our community as a fun but caring and Bible-centered, Christ-centered group. And and then, you know, we have with that um, to intensify and, and underscore those three big issues that we have focused on all these years Um the ability to do that even more so and better, connecting people to people and to Jesus with a replacement of antiquated facilities as we add to the north side of church a brand new building that will um, have covered over the parking area but connect to the Grace Center. So that big project is, the design team's been at it for eight, nine months behind, already. I was going to say, behind the scenes, that has, yeah. has been... Uh, Architects are talking. Moving and, along and... So now we'll have an appeal coming up, and that'll be really exciting this fall as we uh, ask people to pray and consider their financial support to what will be a game changer in our ability to reach people in this community and to serve our current members and connect them more to the Lord and to each other. So that's what the design of that facility. Right now, you know, we have our gorgeous church. Everybody's aware of that. But, boy, it's really when you have guests or even our members, you know, to have there's no elevator access. and and uh, the bathrooms are hard to find and small. And well, that building was built in 1970 for a very tiny congregation, you know. And who would have known that the congregation would grow that way, and we'd have this many kinds of opportunities to have a 
not a dying, but a, an enlivened downtown and more people. So it'll be essential. And with that also comes, or concurrently will be, our, our um, Dodron's Bicentennial Committee will be meeting soon too. You've had way too much fun announcing the Latin <laughs> for 175th anniversary. Yeah. I'll translate for those of our yeah, podcast Bicentennial. who aren't yeah. Latin speakers. Yeah, and that, there's two different titles. One is Dodron's Bicentennial, and the other is a Septa Quinta Quinque Centennial. So 175th anniversary can either be 200 minus 25 in Latin, or it can be 175. But we aren't going to use those Latin titles. You you podcast listeners should know that he's doing this without notes. He has memorized both <laughs> of those Latin terms. Well, I like Latin. Which I already have forgotten. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll be advertising using the Latin titles. It's too crazy, but it'll be fun. So how that uh, team organizes its plans that will be in the spring of 2024. So we have about a year and a half, a little bit more. And whether it's a one-time celebration or more, you know, let the the people doing the planning figure that out. But it'll be great to mark that many years of God's grace on this corner and the years with a look to the future. There's more years to come. So the summer goes fast when all these plans are rolling, you know, and it's not like we stop doing ministry and it's just happens to be, no. <laughs> There's going to be a special event for our congregation surrounding the Broadway building. Is that not on the official? Is that as far as I should speak about the special event? Oh, Stay no. tuned for one, yeah, something that, that's coming. Well, the, the appeal gets highlighted and, and um, is fine to put that out there because we'll have save the dates coming up soon, but that'll be Sunday, November 20th. All right. I was not sure if yeah. that was official yet. But yeah, it are is. we breaking news on the podcast? It is on the podcast All for right. the first time, at least. Well, we ought to give a few carrots yeah. to our podcast listeners, huh? Yeah. that's If you're a podcast listener and you hear this date, you're probably hearing it for the first from any other members too that's so. fantastic so let's tell them what that's going to be going to be a oh, big celebration we've done this when we've had special financial appeals where we ask people to pray and consider gifts over and above their normal regular generous and joyful offerings and designate over a three-year period some special gifts over and above that would be for this building and um, by that there will be a reveal of what the building we intended to look like, but we're going to have some little blips that'll come out so we can, you know, uh, get people's juices flowing. We can't have it as a total surprise. So those who are planning that event and the rest of the appeal and the ask will be uh, working together with a design team to have an appropriate amount of information and maybe even some hints at what the building could look like coming out this September and October. I love that we can give some perks to our podcast yeah. listeners. Yeah. So there yeah. you have it. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> so save the date, November 20, right? And you look ahead for those special dates as the Apostle Paul was looking ahead for God told him you're going to get to Rome. But first he's going to have to deal with what's going on in Jerusalem and then eventually as he's transported in the previous chapter to Caesarea on the coast of the Mediterranean for safekeeping which maybe not have been the most pleasant because it's like jail, right? <laughs> but uh, Jail's better than dead, though. Yeah, right. that's right. We yeah. had that in the last chapter, in chapter 23, the plot. and Almost was, killed. This Man. was the the way that the, the Roman officials were going to keep yeah. them safe, is we'll, 
We'll get you to the governor. We'll so, keep you safe. So the governor's got him now, and of course the bad guys show up. We had this high priest Ananias already in the previous chapter, and he comes in with his. You know, the attorney's going to be there too. We got to. You know, this is big stuff, right? You're going to spend some bucks when you have the attorneys come in, and they're going to argue and make Paul look terrible and guilty. But Paul is just a master at being able to boldly stand up and play, really play one group against the other and say to the governor, in all honesty, without being snotty or arrogant, take a look at my accusers and what they have to say. You can bring in others if you want yeah, and to see if what they're really saying is true. And you'll find it's not. The, right, the one, who, the ones who these Jews from Asia, who are actually the ones that started this whole riot and yeah. mess, they're not even here. Yeah, if this was so egregious, and they need, then they should see this out and be here so that you they can make their accusation right. for your ears to hear. You have you fi- you find this in movies and television, right? When they you shouldn't be your own attorney. You know, if you're going to end up in court. Uh, and I hope that wouldn't have to happen for our podcast listeners or for you and for me, but Paul is serving in a way as his own attorney. We just have so much information about the court system in America that started. And I, you know, that person in my age bracket, the big one that's now carried forward in all these shows from Law and Order, right? You know, I have the, the law side and the order side. And uh, which was kind of funny when that first that show came out. Um, it was at a point when I would get tired, and I don't know if Anna and I ever saw order. We saw the law part. We'd fall asleep by the time. We'd never see the case resolved. You always had to wonder what we happened. Saw, huh? We saw law, but not order. You know, <laughs> There's something wrong with that. So reruns are good, so you can figure out how the story ends and how they get the court. But there's a lot of courtroom scenes you know, that in those kinds of shows, and there are plenty of others. Endless variety of shows where they show courtroom scenes, and I, I so. wish I could make the noise from Law and Order because that would be a dun, perfect time. Yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But those of us who uh, would would think back to when attorneys on television became the thing. They were trombones in the background playing this okay. music theme music for the Perry Mason. I show. thought that's where you were headed. That's but. right. Yeah. The actor Raymond Burr was just a brilliant actor and carrying out. So I think Americana TV being a newer thing in the 1950s, and that television show must have run from, I'm just going to throw out, I don't know, late 50s, 57, 8, into 64 or 5. But that was a weekly standard of some very, very intriguing writing. And um, then you'd have these courtroom scenes where the attorney all in black and white, you know, would be having his investigator find and he did on his own and they'd find out who committed the crime. And you would always be on the edge of your seat trying to figure out who it was. That's how well written they were. And so my point is that for generations now, Americans are familiar with how this works. And to be your own attorney is not wise. You always find in these, uh, this advice, but Paul was okay being into the big gun comes in Tertullus right and he's okay being his own attorney and saying I've got God and truth on my side and I'll just tell you Governor Felix you just go and check it out I'm okay <laughs> it makes you smile a little bit in the context of all these courtrooms and attorneys yeah, his confidence certainly <laughs> seems seems to be unwavering right. the way that he the way that the record is here and but isn't it interesting that from the very start of this Bible book and our podcasters who've been following along, you pick up on the theme. It came up in the previous, and it's certainly here for sure. 
what is the big theme? It, it, and the, the game changer is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. How is that possible that somebody from the dead comes back to life? Well, God did that in the person of Jesus Christ and promises that for us. Right. And that is, without the resurrection, what do we have? Okay, we have a message of a Savior, but you wouldn't know if it's going to last or if he did enough until the resurrection proves that what he did to pay for sins was enough. It's the proof. And, and the that, impact that that resurrection oh, had on the early church, that these disciples are willing to go mm. to the corners of the earth and and risk their lives and give their lives. Give their lives. Because the the boldness here, and you see that boldness standing here before a governor. Right. Paul should have been in the fetal position in the corner in this position. This guy's got yep. power over his life, but the resurrection makes him bold. It gives um, courage to you yeah. and to me and to our podcast listeners and all Christians who think this through, right? I mean, finally, and, you know, what's the Martin Luther hymn? They've changed the wording now back maybe to the old and take their life, goods, fame, child, and wife, right? Let these all be gone. They have nothing won. So we can lose our life on earth, but our eternity and our life with God forever never gets taken. Nothing can separate us from love of Christ, right? Romans chapter 8. And you see that lived out. Paul, who penned that phrase in Romans chapter 8, you see him live that out with a resurrection that you can't take that away. And he's willing to stake everything on it. And if he gets arrested and jailed, if he gets even killed, it's, you know, okay. But I'll I'll have, you can't take my eternity with my God. You can't take the God's love from me. Jesus' right. forgiveness is still what it is. That's such powerful stuff. Which is why he's willing even to the chagrin of, of those followers, right? Willing to go to Jerusalem right. and then to Caesarea and then to appeal to Rome. Um, he's got this confidence in, in God's plan for his life. And yep. he even goes the the Agabus story where the owner of this belt is going to be bound. Like you and I are running the other direction when we see that. Like I'm out. Yeah. Um, Paul's no. bring it. Yeah. God's in control and... Yeah. I trust his his plan, and I know that he's guiding this whole situation. And it's not just this general, I have a plan for you, or I'm in control because I'm powerful, but there's a point to it. So I can be connected to you in love and have my forgiving love make a difference for you for now and forever. I mean, it's all about us being connected to a holy God, even though we're sinners, and the message of Scripture, and then to be that connection, have enjoy that connection forever. Right. And that's where the confidence comes. Right. and that, That's the and that, ultimate Paul knows that he has a role in connecting yeah. others to yeah. that Savior God. That his life, the length of it, the duration, whether it's sure. one more day or one more decade, um, he knows that he, he's he got these this unique position to be able to connect people <laughs> to the gospel of Jesus. And yep. he's going to put his life in God's hands and continue to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And he says, whether I live or die, uh, I that's do it right. to the Lord, right? And you can see that from one of his epistles. That And that's one of his, you know, and then the, we see it play out here too, right? In front of kings and princes. You, you know, he's testifying and he has no problem in front of this Roman commander, in front of the attorney that the Jewish people brought in, in front of the Jewish religious leaders, in front of the governor Felix. And I find it interesting too that in this chapter, don't they have that neat little comment about verse 22 and Felix, who is well acquainted with the way. So he must have understood uh, the story of this, Jesus of Nazareth guy. That's what that means. And uh, is is willing to listen. And, and you know, he says, I'm going to decide. But it, it's still, 
Several days later, Felix came with his wife, and they, you know, he sent for Paul, and they're going to listen as he spoke about faith in Jesus. And Paul goes out, he tells him about righteousness, self-control, the judgment to come. And then all of a sudden, Felix gets a little nervous. You know, you can feel the pressure of the holy God and the law. And Wait a minute. And uh, it, it, it's joyful that Paul can testify, but sad if we have somebody who's going to, I, that's too much for me, you know. But Paul's okay with testifying. This is what it is. If you want to be connected to God, there really is a God. And forever, you got to know that what his standards are, and you got to realize you can't make it. But this substitute Jesus did. And that's uh, it's a really interesting outreach and evangelism testimony chapter about Paul with his boldness. And there will be people who will listen to you and to me and to our podcast listeners, and some who won't. But at least we could tell the story. Right. It always strikes me that opportunities that Paul has to testify throughout this, right? He never would have said, you know, it'd be awesome as if I got arrested <laughs> in Jerusalem and nearly killed and then dragged out to Caesarea <laughs> and then tossed on a boat to Rome. But as this is God's plan for his life, and you look at, he's got these courtrooms where he has the opportunity to boldly testify. And uh, we know for certain that as he's in his house arrest, uh, that's coming up in a few more chapters, but that he's testifying and mm-hmm. winning converts for Christ right. in Caesar's household. Um, these people who are tasked with with guarding and watching right. in the, his house arrest. Um, he's got these opportunities. Uh, he could have easily seen the negative side of all of this, and this stinks, and why would God allow me to be arrested instead of the free-going missionary where I can proclaim the gospel? But God's putting the gospel onto the ears that he chooses here through Paul and through yeah. this, what what some might look at as a negative situation, but... Paul can have that confidence. And that's when the rubber meets the road, doesn't it? When there are, I like your phrase there, negative situations, because we're all going to have them and have had them in our lives and will have in the future, whether it's health, you know, or career or relationships. But through it all, what makes the difference is what Paul is demonstrating here and testifying to. So we get the confidence and the comfort. It was fun to talk about that during our Bible class studies during Bible study days, and it's fun to talk about in a podcast that this wonderful comfort we have from our God that we're okay with him, thanks to Jesus, so you can handle all this and cope with all the stuff that goes around, because people will, will notice. And those who listen, what a treasure that is, and those who listen and reject, well, it's on them, not you, but it's okay to, to live your faith on your sleeve and let people know you're comfortable without being weird about it. You don't have to bang him over the head with a Bible, right? But for Paul, it was just natural. He's in that setting, and he's going to testify to the truth. Right. I hope it struck you as a podcast listener that the footsteps of Jesus that Paul is walking through, right? He's got this trial before the Sanhedrin in the last <laughs> chapter, and what do they do then? They send it to the Roman governor, yeah. Felix, who is Good connection. Serves in the very same role that Pontius Pilate was serving, governor of Judea. Yeah. Um, and and so you can see that. And I'm sure that this has struck Paul, that the same group that arrested mm-hmm. Jesus, and then they send him to the Roman governor. And, yeah, uh, a generation how, earlier. Right, and how God guided that, that. And the fact that Jesus, yeah, was handed over and crucified and killed but lives again. Um, Paul knows that 
this world's not what this life's not what it's about for him yeah uh what if what if this roman government puts me to death uh i live again uh in heaven right i, I get yeah to, I, I continue living with my god right yeah. it's a beautiful message and paul lives it out and testifies to it and it's nice to be able to have a chapter like that because we know it's this most, most certainly true Thanks for listening. We'd love to share more about God's love with you. Check us out at www.gracedowntown.org. There you'll find worship times, our pastor's contact info, and a lot of information about our ministry in and to downtown Milwaukee. We hope to connect you to the grace of God again soon.